Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Sarah Michelle Gellar of Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame found out. Now the Backstreet Boys are all grown up with their own. Stand Together. I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. And I'm Lauren Brickman. We Stand Together is a pop culture academic symposium. And we are the pop culture professors. Smart people, dumb topics. Mm-hmm. And by pop culture professors, we mean we have actually both taught courses at a college level, like college students, like people who've graduated high school even. Yeah. And mm-hmm. <laughs> we have master's degrees. Yeah. Just yesterday, uh, I was in the bathroom at one of the schools where I teach and a student saw me and said, hey, you dress like you go here, not like you teach here. And that's a compliment. Absolutely. It doesn't necessarily have to do with this little intro we do. I just I just was kind of feeling myself. I think it reinforces. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we're really excited that you're listening to this academic deep dive into pop culture. And because we take our roles, our self-appointed roles as pop culture professors mm-hmm. so seriously, we want to help you really grasp what standing is and right. what it means. So as we hear vocab word for some of you. Yeah. Uh, I know my mom who listens every week is still trying to wrap her Shout head out to it. Barbara. Shout out, Barb. Uh, so to help you, Barbara, understand what standing is, here are some examples. Caitlin, what are you currently standing? So this is a wild one, guys. Okay. Um, fans of me will know I'm constantly going to doctor's offices and I had yes. to go to a waiting room forever the other day. Okay. And they had, were playing on a loop. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? And what year t- is your doctor's office located in? Uh, 2009. Okay. <laughs> That's part of why it takes so long. Oh, okay. They have to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's fun. We yeah. have more fun time. But they're playing it. I don't understand. They seem to have the DVDs because there's no commercials. <gasps> but it's not the same episode on a loop. <laughs> wow. But I got to say, especially Jeff Foxworthy, I think he does a great job hosting it because he's nice. He doesn't let people, he doesn't hang people out to dry okay. like a Steve Harvey. Sure. You know, he doesn't let them completely make a fool out of themselves, but he lets them a little bit. He lets them a little bit. For instance, there was a question. This will be a typical question, which is like, what is the second largest state in the U.S. land wise? Mm -hmm. And they they like let them like think about it. And 
this woman is like, well, can't be Texas because that's number one. And he like does just enough of a look to mm-hmm. the camera to be mm-hmm. like, oh, we're in for some fun. She's not <laughs> smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> so, Kaylin, you're coming out as a stan for Jeff Foxworthy. I oh, just want to make sure we're oh, on the same page. I want to be extremely clear that that has been true. Okay. Because I uh, taught sketch comedy mm-hmm. at UCB, Upper Brigade Theater, and I may again. Watch out for me. <laughs> um, and around, it's eight-week class. Around yeah. week six or seven, I usually like to reveal that I like Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> to just sort of put some fear into the students of like what they've been learning. I'm sure. sorry, he's an artist. There are two, I- there are two good, good ones. The Blue Collar Comedy Tour, two bad ones. Oh, okay. So we know who one of the good ones is. Yeah, you know what, listeners? <laughs> Keep tuning in to find out where the others rank. Or at me. You tell me who the other good one is. I bet you know. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I This week, I want to shout out something that I can't believe I haven't shouted out before because it is a TV show that I love very deeply, but I don't talk about it as much as other shows that I love deeply. Um but I'm standing the magicians on sci-fi for those who do not know the show. It's basically like Harry Potter, but for like the sexually open, <laughs> like it's not like, like these, these they, wi- they sold it in the room. Yeah. They sold it in the room. With it's that like one. these witches and wizards, they fuck, you know, like this is Harry Potter, but they fucking, um, I love it so much. Is that and the one with Rebecca Romaine? Demos. no no i don't think she's ever been on the show could she be added absolutely great um no but <laughs> i'm in i particularly really want to shout out um the actor hale appleman who plays elliot <laughs> hale if you're listening or if anyone who knows hale is listening i love you <laughs> so much that i want to add you to my little collection of see on this show what we're all learning is that i'm thirsty and that i have like a museum of men that i love and so i want to hang your picture up right between joshua jackson and uh noah reed and i just want to hang you there i wow. love you you're so good every time i tune in i just fall a little deeper in love with you wow hail let us know or if you know hail if yeah you're one of his siblings sleet i know snow. for a fact that friends of the show are like friends with other actors on the show so i feel like we could get hail on the show and if y'all can help me listeners friends of the podcast hashtag hail appleman on we stand together make it <laughs> the happen. hashtag's long the but hashtag's long it. we'll notice it but the episode will also be long it'll be a six hour multi-part episode <laughs> Yeah, I just love them. I stand them so hard. And something we always stand is five star reviews. Yeah, iTunes, and we got a great one from the user, the world unseen. Shout out to you. The subject is God. This is funny. Thank you. Wow. They said I was literally, literally, is in all caps, cracking up at my desk listening to the first two episodes. (gasps) This is so funny, but also so smart and informative. Wow. We'll never look at David Duchovny the same way again. If that's not a legacy, what is? Thank, Thank you, you to the world unseen and DM I, me if you want more info on David to Yeah, I feel very seen. I feel very appreciated. And I just want to say we see you and we appreciate you too. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you feel like adding more fuel to that fire, please review us, rate us. You could be read on this very podcast. You could give be. Us five stars. That's all it takes. Just give us five stars and we will read you wait. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah wait that came out negative oh well (laughs) anyway (laughs) speaking of things that we stand (laughs) we stand our friend and today's very special guest please give it up as if there's a live audience here but please give it up for tim Tim dunn Dunn. (laughs) (laughs) oh 
Oh wow, he brought an audience. He brought an audience. Oh my gosh, I didn't notice that dog pound. We'll get, we'll get that in post. We'll get that cheer and those whoops in post. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are people here. They're just not happy. Yeah, they're yeah. Just very angry. No one's clapping. Oh, there's like bleachers full of people here. What gives? It's like the rundown. Oh, hi, Tim. How are you? I'm really good. Thing. Oh, thanks so much for being here. We're so excited to have you here because we are diving into a topic today that we are all and i'm thrilled to be an adjunct today yes. you know yes. i'm an adjunct yes. professor we need help we my need stakes someone... aren't as high as yeah. yours but you know i'm here to contribute we need to <laughs> have someone help grade the test yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's gotta work you know like someone's gotta log out. you're hours. doing breakout study group <laughs> yeah you're you're my favorite ta yeah i'm doing that massage certification in the student union as well after class <laughs> that's not legal oh, I probably can't. that's not legal stop going not an employee who oh cares hr has never even heard of me well Tim, today you're going to be using your pop culture prowess to help us unpack the theme of TV crossover episodes, right? Uh, for anyone listening that's like, what do you mean a TV crossover episode? If you well, don't know what a TV crossover is, grow up, but also Lord looks explain it to you. <laughs> this is why Tim is not a full-fledged professor at the university. I'm because- a loose cannon. <laughs> Well, for all uh, for all of you out there uh, that Tim is ready to drag for filth, uh, a TV crossover episode is a storyline that crosses over from one show into another, or perhaps a character crosses over. There's a lot of different ways you can cross things over, but it's basically like a mashup, right? Uh, and so, Caitlin, what are your credentials? Why do you feel like you can lecture today on this theme? Well... Once I saw Leah Michelle <laughs> twice in about twelve hours mm-hmm. in New York City. Once it was with Tim Dunn. I don't know if he remembers. <gasps> we were at a bar. We saw Leah Michelle. The next day, I saw her at the nail salon. <laughs> so I feel like our shows crossed over the Caitlyn yeah. show and the Leah Michelle show. Well, that's interesting because Canon. Um, I have also had my real life crossed over into Leah Michelle's life. Um, she wants. I don't know. I may have talked about this on the pod before, so please um, drag me for filth if I have. But I once got um, asked to leave a VIP section at a New Year's Eve party because Leah Michelle called me out for being somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. Um, (laughs) It's a much more dramatic story. I feel like I can't really go into all the details, but feel free to slide into my DMs and I will give you uh, not only the background, but some photos that I probably can't post on our social media. Right. Unfortunately, NDAs and legal action are getting in the way of a lot of our credits on <laughs> yeah. this show. So we're going to have to work that it's out. It's really true. But yeah, um, she can eat a fart. <laughs> she has. Yeah. <laughs> Tim was not false advertising when he said he is a loose cannon. I woke up to a text from my mom once that just said Corey Monteith died. <laughs> I didn't know who that was. So I just thought it was like her friend. <laughs> it was the other actor from Glee. Tragic. It, was a, it was a tragedy. It was a tragedy. It was a very young, young sad. Man. She was upset. Yeah, it was but sad. But to me, I was like, you have a friend named Corey? <laughs> it's all about context, yeah. kids. Um, Tim, here, I'll do you ha- what, I was going to say, yeah, what are your credentials? Yeah. My credential is that there is a, there's a famous actress who everyone knows their name that I really loved when I was younger. But then hit a patch of like her career where like I was like, oh, I think she's a nightmare, actually. And was sort of like nasty. I was like, oh, no, she's a nightmare. Years ago, I was waiting tables in New York City and she sat down at my table (gasps) with her two children. Uh, And she was this very thin, very like statuesque, beautiful person who like picked at her food, didn't eat anything. Um, And then as her kids were ordering dessert, uh, she said, you know, are any of the desserts here sugar free? Like a real bitch to me. (gasps) And I was like, no, they're not. I'm sorry. 
She goes, here's what you're going to do. You're going to put an inch of hot fudge in a <gasps> coffee cup, put it on a saucer with a lemon wedge on the <gasps> ed- edge of the cup and bring it to me. And I was like, you got it. And I brought it and I sat it down in front of her and she acted like she was drinking tea and she was <gasps> spooning hot fudge into her mouth. And that's like a moment when like, someone lets you behind their curtain. And as I gave her a check, she grabbed my forearm and said, thanks for being cool. And I was Ooh. like, fuck yeah, man. Wow. That's how I'm qualified. Because wow. some famous person who I loved then hated, like then they decided to love me. <laughs> I will spend the rest of my day putting together the clues of who this could be. I can't wait. Oh, so- I'll tell you. I don't care. <laughs> None of the microphone, though. It's like a secret. They were eating hot fudge. They didn't want people to know. Yeah. I can't be a narc now that someone famous no. left No, it's in. fine. No, no, I don't want you to tell me. I don't I want you. I don't tell you. I don't care. I, I have no allegiance to this person. <laughs> <laughs> You're simultaneously saying you don't want to be a narc and you also will tell. You it's are- the yin and the yang. I'm full. I contain multitudes. <laughs> oh, God. The TA got into Eastern philosophy. <laughs> Only on one medium Dunkin' Donuts hot coffee. All right, let's get into our first game. (laughs) Game one. This is already a game. (laughs) I am nervous for you, Tim. This game is called Bells On or Bells Off. So actor Richard Belzer (laughs) plays the role of John Munch, (laughs) and he has crossed over onto more shows than any other character on television. He holds a record. As a reminder to Tim, I'm going to show Tim his picture right now, just so he remembers who that is. Okay. And we are also going to play, so that listeners can be reminded of what his voice is, a PSA he did for 311. Hi, I'm Richard Belzer from Law & Order Special Victims Unit. I live and work in New York and know how unpredictable the city can be. Emergencies happen here all the time like fires, building collapses, and power outages. Is your family prepared for an emergency? It's important to designate a meeting place where you and your family can reunite. Visit readynyc.org to find out how to make a plan. I just wanted to make the whole uh, PSA just so, just so um, you Here's a visual, it. too, for those at home. Uh, he has He's the guy, like the guy with gray hair on TV. He has like a bony face with like... <laughs> Uh, like the the glasses, like the transition lenses he exactly. wears all the time. And, yeah. and like do, a fine and guy. Do, yeah. And you know what? Do create a meeting place for your family. Thank you, Richard <laughs> Belzer. Yeah. So, Tim, I'm going to give you the name of a show. You're going to say Bells On if you think Richard Belzer was on that show oh, okay. as John Munch or Bells Off if you think... Wait, same character? Yeah. Same exact character. Oh, mama mia. John Munch. Yeah, John Munch. John Munch. All right. Munch. So we're going to say Bells On. He was on the show. Bells Off. He wasn't. Okay. All right. Homicide. Life on the Streets. Bells On. Yep. Law and Order SVU. Bells On. The X-Files. Bells On. Correct. Okay. So 30, far, 30 three rock. for three. 30 Rock. 30 Rock? Oh, Bells On. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Arrested Development. Oh. Bells On. Yeah. Correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Bells On. Yes. Correct. The Wire. Bells On. Correct. Law and Order Trial by Jury. <laughs> Bells on. Is that Correct. a real show? That's a real show. That was. It was the shortest trial lived. by jury. It was they the shortest lived long. And the beat, a show that was on UPN for only six episodes in the year 2000. Bells all the way on. That's honey. Correct. <laughs> You got a hundred. Imagine having a career that's that good. Yeah, you, you got a hundred percent correct. Richard the bells were all on a plus. Bells You've passed <laughs> Richard Belzer one on one. I honestly was like, who? But like, he's on all that stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. You good for have, him. Yeah. 
Can you imagine like amazing, <laughs> amazing. He has he, health insurance that he doesn't have to think about. Good for you, Richard Belzer. He got to show up to work and just say words. He didn't and have he to think about it. And he can just respond to the same character The same yeah. one leather jacket and like t-shirt and no other costumes. He doesn't have to like change to his look in, or anything. He gets to live in New York and do yeah. all those shows. I mean, much like Richard Belzer, we need to take a break. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be we'll be right, right back. back. Okay, and we are back with We Stand Together. We're talking crossover TV episodes. Yes. And if you guys don't mind, I'm going to take the floor for a little bit. Take the floor. Take the floor. I'm going to talk about two shows that I know are near and dear to this whole room's heart. Mm -hmm. And my presentation is called 227 and Golden Girls. Thank you for being a no place like home. <laughs> the crossover that never happened. Wow. So let's meet our shows. First, 227. So, 227, what is it, is maybe a question you're asking if you're young. It's an iconic sitcom about four black women living in Washington, D.C. One has a husband, one has a grandson, and Regina King is there, sometimes Countess Vaughn. It premiered on September 14th, 1985 and ran until 1990 on NBC, and it had a failed spinoff called Jack A. Uh. I'll never mm -hmm. forgive us for letting that fail. Our yeah. other, our other fighter, if you will, <laughs> is Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. You're All right, what is Golden Girls? You may be asking. It's about four white women. See how it's different? <laughs> and they live in Miami. <gasps> And it's also iconic, much like the first one. Yeah. It debuted, wait for this, also September 14th, 1985. <gasps> Same night. Whoa. It ran for two longer seasons till 1992. Also on NBC, also had a failed spinoff called The Golden, Golden Palace. Palace. For those of you who don't remember The Golden Palace, it was Rose Blanche and Sophia open a hotel with Don Cheadle, who would go on to do more famous hotel projects, such as Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> And Cheech Marin, who pretty much peaked with this. Yeah. We love. We stand. But we stand. But this was great. Yeah. Um, so if you're not familiar with these two shows, they have the exact same characters. <laughs> so each of them have a matriarch. In the case of Golden Girls, it's Dorothy. In the case of 227, it's Mary. I don't mean matriarch of a family, but it's kind of like they're the straight woman around whom things sort of happen. And they got a good one-liner coming for you if you're acting crazy. Then we have, and I say this in a completely sex positive way, of course, the sluts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Blanche and Sandra. Sandra. Nailed it. <laughs> then we have the sassy olds. They're old, love. but they got a sassy thought. They love. That's Sophia and Pearl. Pearl. And then this is where NBC really ran out of ideas because there's two dumb ones, and their names are Rose and Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, what if your name is Rose? I think it's I think it's a great name, but obviously whoever it's probably someone at NBC's ex-wife at that time. True. You know? Mm. I bet it totally is. Oh my God. And so these shows were like killing it. And they were just winning what I consider the most important award in acting that there is, which is primetime Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress. Ooh. True. True. It really, yeah. We have Jack A winning in 87. We've got Estelle Getty just taking it from her in 88. Thank you. 
and treasures the both of them. We have, and this is crazy. In best actress, not supporting, we've got eighty six Betty White, eighty seven Rue McClanahan, eighty eight B. Arthur. Bam. Can you imagine? In lead, lead. Bam. Can you imagine? Bam. And also, can you imagine the air before? B. Arthur won when she was the only one that hadn't uh, won for it. I'm sure she was even more insufferable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the tea is, and if you have read Rue McClanahan's book, which mm-hmm. I have, my first five husbands and the one who ones who got away. Yeah, cannot recommend enough. Actually, amazing book about being a working actress. She talks about how, uh, unfortunately, B. Arthur and Betty White did not get along super well. I hate knowing that. I, I hate know. that. That's I a love thing. it actually. See, I'm the opposite. People forget that, like, this is going to sound rude, and that's fine. That old people are rude, and just because <laughs> yeah. they're famous actors doesn't mean they're going to stop being rude. That was one of my favorite. So you put things. a giant bunch of old people together on a set; a they're going to be rude. No, when my grandmother was, and that's not a read. That's like a factual, like, age thing. When I was taking care of my nana before she passed, I had meant like she, I she was aware of the fact that I was starting to use our relationship, like, in my comedy and in my writing, and I was working on a, a pilot that's gone nowhere. But um, oh, right now watch the old community but, come for me <laughs> no but i was like she was i was telling her about it she was asking me questions about it i was like oh yeah yeah blah 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 it's about our relationship and stuff she was like well just don't hire that betty white to play me. <gasps> and i said why what she's a dream. She, and she goes i go why she goes she's made too much money she wouldn't be any fun she was just convinced that her and betty white couldn't possibly be friends because she was betty white was too rich and i loved that that's cake. interesting my grandmother similarly Nana's the best, would man. be like <laughs> Why Nana do you forever. sit me next to old people at the party? I don't. I didn't like them when we were 25, 35, 45. It's getting worse. Yeah. yeah. Old people on old people crimes are intense. Oh, and I truly, I do not mean like that all old people are crabby. I, you know what I mean? Like there's a certain like you, no you fucks can't left take it back to give it. No, it's true. That old, like, that, the not, older you get, the more frank sh- you get. I mean, frankly, yeah. it's not just because they're old. It's because they're two like of the biggest A-list yeah. actresses, like head yeah. honchos ever. But also they're old. <laughs> They have well, less. Like, they don't. They have no more time to be like. Thank you for your opinions. Now we'll consider all <laughs> thoughts and feelings. They're like, now we're doing this and fuck off. It's well, time for lunch. Rue McClanahan actually thinks, and she said she was best friends with both of them. We don't know. We don't know. But she claimed that she thought it was because Betty White was a TV baby, like basically the first big yeah. TV star, and that B. Arthur was a Broadway person, and that they never really saw eye to I mean, eye. Back in those oh. days, I think the industry was much more divided than it is today. This going and doing it yeah, all. Now was, we can all do Broadway. We can all yeah, do Broadway. Right? I've been <laughs> thriving on all fronts, yeah, you so know, I really can as, understand the factions yeah, the, the three community. Of us, <laughs> the three of us just effortlessly float between um, I was watching Hollywood like old and Hollywood game shows. Get over it. Who cares? No more questions <laughs> on that topic. But Betty White, when she was like a young, young actress, was this like real sex symbol? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. On like for the sure. Hollywood sh- like squares panels well, and stuff. She was like this babe that everyone was going gaga for. So if it's so you funny remember, to watch her like on, age into yeah. this role. Another tidbit from My First Five Husbands and the Ones That Got Away, again, cannot recommend enough. She uh, played like the slutty character on Mary Tyler Moore show. And this is Rue McClanahan taking credit. She claims that she was on the phone with B. Arthur and talking to her about Golden Girls. And B. Arthur was like, I don't want to do it. Everyone's bored of seeing you be dumb and Betty White be a slut. And Rue McClanahan claims in that second, she said, we'll switch. Mm. And that B. Arthur said, if you can do that, I'll do it. And the rest is history, baby. No, it sounds made up, but I love it. I love the story. And I love that it happened in her head. (laughs) I can see it. I think Rue McClanahan's a vixen forever. A forever vixen. Also, unfortunately, Marla Gibbs and Jack A. do not get along either. I've heard that too. I've I mean, heard that too. 
Well, I anyway, it. back yeah. to 1988. <laughs> yeah, back to so 1988. So anyway, we got Betty White, Rue McClanahan, in hand, B. Arthur winning. And then here's the thing. You got to enjoy that because life comes at you fast and Murphy Brown comes at you fast. Uh. So in 1989, Candace Bergen takes over. She's in the driver's seat for like the next six years and actually has to ask to stop being nominated. <gasps> it got old for her. Can Which, you imagine? Get it, Candace Bergen. She's a boss. I don't care. <laughs> she didn't pick herself. Other people picked her. But in 1989, she did beat all three Golden Girls as well as, as, well as excuse me, Blair Brown for Days and Nights of Molly Dodd Wow, on Lifetime. That's an early nom for Lifetime. But anyway, so my but question alas, I digress. is, <laughs> but alas, I digress. that's the one thing I won't go too far into. <laughs> but do DM me. Um, just sit tight, the, friends. My question is, why did these two wonderful shows never have a crossover? Because they definitely should have. Okay. And here's some guesses. Okay. Uh, number one, racism. Yes. Yes. Racism. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Number two, number two, B. Arthur was in a bad mood one day. Yes. 100%. 100%. The day they pitched it to her, she was like, never no. heard of it. Bye. Yeah. Um, Golden Girls was unfortunately still trying to make empty nest and nurses happen. Yeah. And they tried, they tried hard. So hard. And I do love they Richard tried Mulligan. Very hard. Richard Mulligan. You know what? I we did watch you. every when episode of Richard Belzer, I thought Richard Mulligan was the first name I thought. Oh. Because I knew the crossover implications mm. of his career. Because mm-hmm. I'm a man of a certain age. <laughs> um, actually, that actor, I am forgetting his character's name, who's in Succession, shout out to current television. I was like, where is he from? And then I was like, oh, he's a lead on Nurses, a show I haven't seen in 25 years, but your face <laughs> is still in my head. Great. Um, anyway, uh, 227 was on NBC, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really of it. And I think, okay. I think Lauren will speak to NBC more later. I will. So I will. 227 was kind of isolated. And again, because of, we're going to say racism probably. Yeah, 100%. Also, I don't know if this is in your thesis, but do you think it was because if the two worlds met, they, they would have to recognize the fact it was the same show? Like if Rose met Rose, it'd be like... No, I think even the, the, the scenes for the shows would seamlessly blend because it's yeah. already written for the archetypes. Here's what I think. This is what I pitch like as, a, as a catalyst. It okay. should be an hour-long episode. Now, they each had an obsession with a celebrity of the time. Okay. On 227, they were obsessed with Billy Dee Williams, who would make a cameo. And on Golden Girls, they were obsessed with Burt Reynolds, who would make a cameo. And those guys, I love them both. And they're kind of the same guy in a different way. So I think that they're- I was like, both hunks. They're both hunks. They're both 80s hunks. So they're doing Billy maybe- Billy Williams, man. An early like fan con. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't even have that word yet in the 90s. Mm, but sure. they're doing it. And we see both- The 227 girls are going there to see Billy Dee Williams. The Golden Girls girls are there to see Burt Reynolds. They each get split up in two by two, like with their Ugh. counterpart. Caitlin, write it up. It. Write it up. Okay, so that's just one idea. But like I, in Vegas, to where it's in Vegas, uh, they get lost in the casinos. Vegas, yes, because it can't be in Miami they have to wear, or they have DC. To have wear, yeah, they have to wear like sparkle clothes. Listeners, I need you to know that Tim they, they is now glamour. sitting fully erect in his seat. His face is bright red. I've never Listen, seen him this excited. I grew up in the 80s and 90s. These shows were like the shows you fed yourself with. Absolutely, they were a baby. And like the sense of humor, that's why like Ru, part of the, I think I think RuPaul is so funny is because his sense of humor is very Golden Girls. Yeah. It's very Sophia. Love. So the next stop would be a crossover reboot that we could plan today. Now, of course, there's a big problem with it, which a is that a lot of them are dead. We've lost five out of eight of them. Yeah. We've lost five I don't out know of why eight. That made me laugh. Rest <laughs> in peace to B. Arthur, <laughs> Helen Martin, Rue McClanahan, Elena Reed Hall, and Estelle Getty. We loved you. So we're left with Jack A. and Marla Gibbs, who do hate each other, but that's okay. We need the spice and Betty White. <laughs> um, so that's only three women which as we know is illegal on television yeah. it has to be four yeah that's the law mm-hmm. um, I contacted Regina King's agent and she said even for this 
pitch in a podcast, please don't mention her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She mm-hmm. said that's too, they said absolutely don't even do it. That's not yeah. even a funny joke. You're going to get charged. Yeah. yeah. They, they said she, police, she doesn't have time. Not open the door. Time. It's the cops. Yeah. But there, and I mentioned they had two failed spinoffs before together. Okay. okay. But there's someone I've mentioned already who actually helmed a successful spinoff and who was on one of these shows. And her name is Countess Vaughn, mm. who went from Moesha <laughs> to the Parkers. She comes back. She moves in. She's the young sassy one. Okay. That's a new spin on it. So it's Countess Vaughn, Marla Gibbs, Jack A, and Betty White. So it's really a 227 Why reboot. Why are Jack A and Betty White living together? But, because it's Betty just White. a slut dumb thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, each, they each put out a sad thing where they were meant. It is unfortunate. You know, look, it's a, it's I, a 227 I, reboot with Betty White moving in. But I think we're going to find out Cant- Countess Vaughn's character was um, like Dorothy's grandchild because dorothy oh, did have right, a right, black right. daughter-in-law she did she did oh okay, okay. so that is my pitch I uh, love it. Well, that actually tracks a little bit that tracks. <laughs> oops oops we got a uh, my only problem with that though is i don't want betty white, white to be working anymore i'm too scared every time she pops up in the news let her re- we need to let her rest and no. stop working she's on every no. commercial she wants to every work, tv so let show her work let her, great but i'm like uh, let her also go to cancun for guess one what? week and guess sit what, and Tim? enjoy it Relaxation. She doesn't want to go to Cancun. She wants to die on set and let her do it. Uh-uh, not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. She'll on be able with her she feet can do whatever, up. She can do whatever uh-uh, she wants. Betty White will be protected at all costs if I, when I'm president of the police. <laughs> <laughs> Which everyone <laughs> Which register to vote. Yeah, Please everyone register to vote. vote for me, like, we're being serious. Of the we're being serious for a second. And like, it's not, also, we're not political, but please. You no, know, it's like a separate election. I just like, come to this coffee Listeners, shop Listeners, I also vote. want to apologize for the fact that like, we are out of our minds, and today's episode. Oh, I was in a really Nyquil long. coma for twelve hours last night. I'm <laughs> well, ready to go. All right. Well, I, Caitlin, thank you so much. I yeah. think that you have proven to the world that this needs to happen. Yeah, and you know what, Tim, we're gonna have you play a game based on my. Yeah, hit. we're gonna play a game now, and I have never been more excited or terrified <laughs> for a game on Me this show. Neither. Um, and this game is called Pitch Fire. Pitch Fire. Pitch Fire. So here's the setup, Tim. You've been invited to Hulu to pitch a series. Hulu, I can't even get one of the big ones. Yeah, no, it's it's Hulu. But here's the (laughs) twist. They don't want original content. No, no. Mm, Hulu's only interested in reboots. To make things even more complicated, they only want crossover reboots. So we want your best pitches for how these currently off-air shows could come back. Crossed-overed. Stan stands use the hashtag hashtag we stand pitches to play along on social media all right so we've carefully selected uh four mashups that okay. we want to hear your immediate oh, impromptu uh gut response pitch Great. so the first matchup is between prestige television breaking bad okay and the animated series gummy bears <laughs> mash them up great give us your so pitch. um the gummy bears uh are uh, what's the main meth guy's name again? The character guy, Walter White. Walter White. Yeah. Walter White. Um, opens a new operation, okay. and uh, there's woods nearby, and the gummy bears are a rival faction, and the gummy <gasps> berry juice is also an illicit substance, <laughs> yes! and he wants to acquire gummy berry juice from them 
uh, and start mass producing both and crossing over. So Grandpa Gummy and Walter White actually get in cahoots uh, and they use all of their no. drug expending avenues to market. Is this, blue anim- meth is this animated or live juice. action? Or oh, a it's mixture. mixture. Okay. It's like it's like Hook the Rain Roger Rabbit. Okay. <laughs> wow. Honestly, very in. Okay. okay. That's great. That's greenlit. All right. So the network liked it so much. They want another pitch from you. Oh, Jesus, this is fun. And, uh, but now... They want to know how you get Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Supermarket Sweeps together again. Um, great. So uh, <laughs> uh, a friend of mine named Jenna Lee Green okay. oh. played a supporting character on Sabrina. Um, and she posts all these amazing vi- pictures of her in like the 90s and yes. like the most because she was like sort of like a celebrity in the she, 90s. She was huge. She was I Libby. loved um, her. Libby really? was one of my oh, favorite characters. Oh, I never watched characters. that show. I, what a bummer. <gasps> oh my I watched God, Clarissa I... and all the other um, Melissa Joan Hart stuff. Please, that tell, that was her, right? please tell her that Libby oh, was huge for me. And she's my... the best. She's been a Broadway star and everything. Yeah, she's great. But, um, they're all the pictures that she posted of like her time, her life in those days yeah. were so 90s-tastic and Supermarket Sweep is 90s-tastic as well. So I would love like um, to watching a modern day, like adults from Sabrina mm-hmm. have like a flashback moment back to their 90s roots uh, and compete against like another show in Supermarket Sweep even. Like a rival, who okay. would be a, a rival? So you're saying that in your reboot, we're seeing all of the Sabrina characters aged up living in contemporary yes. world. Right but, now as they are. At, right now as they are. But then they have a flashback yes. where they're all playing Supermarket Sweep. No, where they're like a guest on Supermarket okay. Sweep. Against like somewhere someone else in their world. I didn't watch that yeah, show. Yeah, so some right. other TJF show. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This sounds like a like a standalone reunion, like a, epi- uh, like a movie, movie rather than a Christmas a Christmas live oh, spectacular. Wow. wow. A very special supermarket sweep and all the holiday themed things wow. like Christmas fudge cookies and stuff. Put diapers in that basket. Oh, guys. and you can have that Sabrina cat like say funny yeah. Christmas <gasps> thing. Salem, Salem could be the host. Yeah, uh, you can host it like a, like a parade. Host. They'll have like yeah. a parade in the front of the screen where they'll comment on it. Wow. Okay. Uh, Producers, so, really find my website for more ideas what, like this. Guess what? Hulu <laughs> loves it, and they say, "Come back and pitch us one more." This time, I it's never between... made it this far, Hulu. <laughs> this time, they want to know your pitch for the real world and step by step. <laughs> Two shows that I know a lot about, mm-hmm. uh, Ben. Fortunately, um, so step by step was the blended family, mm-hmm. yes, um, with Patrick Duffy yeah. and Suzanne Summers. Okay, right, Milk and Dill, great, yeah, um. Uh, and so I would say <laughs> that oh, I would say that um, <laughs> like I would make Patrick Duffy I think okay um apply as like the big dumb guy to be on a TV show where he like uh, oh, wait, wait, who are the other kids or there are notable there was kids Cody was the who are the, the other nephew. actors on Step by Step um, um the girl from My Two Dads what is her name. None of them have really. Yeah, it would be Suzanne yeah. Summers or Patrick Duffy would have to be. I think Suzanne Summers um, would um, want to like have a moment of notoriety or like walk by a casting call for something. Made it to the end, and she's like, and I'm, it's a it's a live documentary show. So her character from Step by Step ends up going on to the real world in character. Yeah. Wow. Um, Which season of Real World? Um. Oh, because she was sort of like. Oh, it would have to be like. Uh, Seattle. Okay. <gasps> that would Real be real. World Seattle. See, I just want to get the whole cast of Step by Step together and make them live together in a house like it's real. Patrick wow. Duffy was the original Dilf man. He had like hot ass gray hair wow. and that young was, ass face. He was he was a okay. good looking daddy. Okay. Uh okay, that's great. Uh second time around, baby. Guess what? Hulu 
loved it. It's <laughs> and, and Suzanne Summers yeah. is already attached. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, so Patrick because Duffy's free. Suzanne, yeah. put down those put down those weird chemicals you claim are <laughs> and prevent her menopause. Thighs, her thighs are too mastered. Guess what? You did so well. Hulu is thirsty for you, so they're like, come back one more time. But this time, give us a reboot mashup of Sex in the City and recently departed from your television, Game of Thrones. Sex in the City and Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't famously watch any of Game of Thrones, not even one episode. Um, I Same. watched a part of one accidentally because uh, <laughs> my parents were watching it. But it oh my God, me too. I, I watched to like two episodes. I watched half an episode with my parents and said, no, thank you. I meant you. to go back and watch it again. Like that was something where like I missed the start of it. Then by the time it caught on, it was a big thing. It was too late for me to start. I like never would have caught it. But I think time. that so means like, you're the right person so to like, reboot I'm gonna, it. Like, I'm going to ignore the entire thing. Um, and then come back later. And yeah. then everyone was like, well, the, the end was so stupid that now I'm like, maybe I'll never fucking watch it, assholes. Mm-hmm. Bad news. Um, so how do you, how City, do you, I love. Yeah. So I would probably put, I mean, you would have to put the Sex in the City, like, uh, like in the Game of Thrones world, there's like also a cosmopolitan city that's like mm-hmm. very, like medieval still, but like <laughs> the rich people. Mm. And they're like four people in that like, feudal sort of time yeah. but like the really elegant bitches and it's like them uh, gossing and like gossing. doing their same sort of shtick sure. but like in medieval time okay we love it in we like a it. city and a dragon yeah and like the dragons would fly one of them there and dragons like in the city Cersei would have like uh, wine the with them one night yeah. and they'd be like she'd be like when you're out and whatever like Arendelle oh, that's not even yeah, from like, that that's, that's good. from like, Frozen and the girls all are like Arendelle, we never leave the city. Wait, is Wink Sex in the, the City camera. plus Game of Thrones just Frozen? Yeah. Okay, yeah. never That's mind. Never mind, it already never exists. Mind. So they're passing on this one. On that. They're passing, but the other three got sold. I'll so. take it to Vimeo then, Hulu. All right. Well, Stan Stans, play along with us. Play Pitchfire by using the hashtag, hashtag we stand pitches. Uh, and also feel free, if you want to make some mashup artwork for your pitches, you can email us at westandsocial at gmail.com and we're going to share them on our social. So hit us up. Please do. Uh, but right now, I need to recover from uh, Dragons in the City yeah. and, and all of this. And Hulu needs Tim to sign some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah so they're, like, they're grabbing by everyone's calling my phone now. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to get into NBC. Wow. So uh, we finally finished signing the mountains of paperwork from Hulu. And now we're ready to get back into it. So today... Uh, there's been a little bit of a theme, right? Caitlin's already talked about two beloved NBC series, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take us a step further. Um, hit me with that NBC intro. NBC is the place to be. All right, the '90s were the best of times and the most confusing of times over at NBC. Hit shows like Frasier, Sequest, The French. Hit shows like Frasier, Sequest, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Wings, Mad About You, Seinfeld, and Sisters had all found a home on the Peacock Network. And in 1995, freshman series Friends and ER were cementing their places in the zeitgeist. And we were all at home, eating it up. But today my thesis is about how NBC got a little too into themselves and a little too uh, hungry and they started grabbing for as much uh, 
product placement, and by that I mean their own show placement in their own shows, and got confused about what crossovers were. Mm. And I have a theory about why they thought they could get away with it. But first, let me let me set up the context a little bit more. So first and foremost, I want to say NBC has several times proved to us as viewers that they do understand how to do a successful crossover. It has happened. Absolutely. But in the 90s in particular, they really threw us some wild cards. And I my brain has been hurting since the 90s because of some of the choices they made. And so today I'm going to try to put my brain back together and you know, try to figure out what was going on there. So one of the most confusing and repeatable mistakes that the network made was their inability to determine if their own TV shows existed in the world of their other TV shows <laughs> and yeah. what that meant, right? Yeah. So like they never did. Yeah, so it was really weird because they were like on one hand, we can advertise shows we think that people watching are going to like, right? So they make their shows real because they have their characters talking about TV shows. But then they also wanted to use the celebrity clout of some of their actors so they would do these like guest star things right so yeah. like it was this weird thing oh. where like characters yeah. could watch real tv shows but then actors could show up playing themselves or playing other character it was just very strange get it together um and i and and it was a real cash grab i think i think that was what mm -hmm. was the inspiration behind it but um i have a very famous example of this is that iconic television show blossom thank right you. Mm -hmm. thank you blossom mm -hmm. which if you don't remember blossom how dare you um if you don't know about blossom get into it yeah, grow so, up grow up Learn it's time blossom. what's even put on a, your put head a, yeah put a hat on your head with a sunflower yeah. on it blossom was basically like a family centric show about a single dad uh his adult son and then <laughs> his teenage son and teenage daughter and his teenage daughter blossom and with, her best friend and her best friend six but blossom thank was played you. uh by mayim balik and it's the show that introduced us all to joey lawrence so thank you for that thank uh, you as a <laughs> as a personal note to this day my style icon is blossom russo she is what i aspire to be every day every day and i think joey lawrence was like the babe of my like teendom he's like, a babe he, he was like now. always shirtless like some like dumb california brown-haired hunk yeah yeah yeah. So in season two of the show, they did a crossover episode with another hit on NBC, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Thank you. Where they had the character oh. of Hillary Banks. Uh, she was like competing in a competition and wins a date with Blossom's older brother, Tony. This is cool. This is normal. This crossover works. But then this weird thing happens. Uh oh. Could you press lobby, please? Yeah, sure, Beck. Okay, so if any of you were like trying to figure out what that sound is that you're hearing, it's the character of Blossom screaming in an elevator because she's sharing an elevator with real person Will Smith, right? Yeah. This episode happens in the same season. In fact, it happens before the episode where Insane. we made where so oh uh, they were smoking a lot of pot in that writer right room. they were they were trying to do like uh, beautiful mind stuff <laughs> so we have it established early on in season two that Will Smith is a real person he's a celebrity and Blossom is into him she likes him she's freaking out but then a couple episodes later like makes no sense makes no sense yeah. right and you would think okay 
Lauren, get over it. It happened once. Whatever. But you're still mad. But you're still but visibly I'm, agitated. I'm still mad. And I'm really mad because it wasn't the only time NBC pulled shit like this. Uh, so famously, NBC had, as I mentioned, Friends, Mad About You, and Seinfeld. And here's where things start to get really weird. Mm-mm. That's entrance applause for Helen Hunt. this place? Look, you're cold. I have to pee and there's a cup of coffee on the window. How bad could it be? I think we have an answer. <laughs> what's she doing here? This could be God's way of telling us to eat at home. So what's happening here is star of Mad About You, Helen Hunt, uh, which if you didn't know Mad About You, again, what is your problem? It was a TV show about newlyweds in the 90s. I loved it. We loved it, right? So Mad About You is about this newlywed couple in New York City. And uh, Lisa Kudrow had been on Mad About You playing the character of Ursula before she booked Friends, Mm -hmm. right? So then they decided to do a crossover thing where Helen Hunt's character goes to Central Perk, runs into Phoebe thinking it's Ursula, and like chaos ensues, right? Now the writers' rooms of both shows like really loved this. And so we had Ursula coming and going a lot. And it was hilarious. Very funny. And it works, okay? But this, this like crossover really established the fact that the Friends New York and the Mad About You New York was the same New York. Ooh. Right? Mm. Now here's the plot thicken. Yeah. Here's Lord, so this is it works. like cereal. Yeah, here's where it gets starts to get weird though. On the same network on the same night, we had another New York City TV show. Seinfeld. Right. Right? And it and so Oh my god. Seinfeld Did isn't they do it. Here's what happens. Uh on Seinfeld, we have a confusing thing that happens where they establish on the series that Paul, before marrying um, his wife, Jamie. before before Jamie and Paul get married, Paul lived in Jerry's apartment building. In fact, he lived across oh. the hall in Kramer's b- room. So Kramer takes over oh, the apartment Oh, that's one from too Paul, many crazy right? things, but like, okay. So that's part of the canon. That's out there. But then this happens. power. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are you sure? Because she said. Yes, I, yes, I'm sure. She said empire. I'm pretty sure she I said. Mean, please, go outside. I'm just. I just. I, I'm trying to. Sorry, with a towel. No, I will. Yeah, yeah. Because she said. She said you. We'll edit this. this is supposed to start later. Family yeah. restaurant. <laughs> Thank you for this pill, by the way. That was. Hey, good. how do you think I feel? I can't walk in there anymore. You know, if I could get physically close enough to punch you, I would. Has there by any chance been oh, a woman? Sir, in t- for God's sake, she's a mannequin. <laughs> Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Not a gun! Not a gun! The money's in the register. Not a gun! There's not a gun! I, how do I explain? Oh. Empire something, right? Empire. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> so what is it? Empire? Empire? What is Jerry Seinfeld? Oh my God! Oh boy, I gotta tell you, I, I, I'm sorry to bother you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I know you're uh, my uh, biggest fan. <laughs> No, no, it's not that at all. Um, my wife is a big fan. Would you mind one no. autograph? No, my wife is a big fan. Would you mind if I want autograph? I'm, I don't. I'm so. Audiences are confused. I'm confused too because in a world in which Paul lived in Jerry's building. He also runs into Jerry Seinfeld on the sidewalk and is a huge fan of his. There's no acknowledgement that they used to be neighbors. So like maybe Jerry's gotten like too famous. That's okay. And yeah, he doesn't Devil's care anymore. Advocate, he could be talking about his stand up, but it doesn't make sense why it doesn't he doesn't make, sense. make how many the years apartment. is it supposed to have been since they were that the I'm not building. sure about. I'm not sure how many years it's been at this point that they're having it. But still, but here's where it gets even weirder. 
there's a moment at the end of an episode when uh, on Seinfeld when George and his fi- uh, I think fiance at the time Susan mm-hmm. are in bed and you see that she's really uh-huh. enjoying something yeah and um uh what it is that she's enjoying is an episode of Mad About You. I right. know this because the Mad About You <gasps> yeah. uh, opening credits are playing yep. and George is visibly upset. She's visibly into it. And so how is this supposed to work? Explain. Right? Explain, Explain it yourself. to me. Maybe, they're like, maybe they both became like, act. they were both actors across the hall from each other and like now that they're too famous, they don't acknowledge each other. I mean, wow. maybe, but we never get that, right? NBC never gives that, it to us That's like, that. like a reach, but maybe, yeah. do you think it's like a writer's room burn where like, uh, oh, this, the Seinfeld writers aren't even acknowledging that Mad About You because they, but they had to have Mad About You actors there. On that yeah, episode. it was crazy. But then also they would do crazy things in the '90s like this. That every time we go out with women, we meet at the hospital. It turns into relax, take a look around. There are no pagan altars. So this is uh, Mo Wiley and George Clooney guest starring on Friends because ER was also on NBC. But they do this weird thing where they have them guest star on Friends playing doctors, but they're not playing the doctors they play on ER. So it's not a true crossover, but they're like smiling and winking, right? It's like the non-equity crossover. It's like a (laughs) non-equity crossover. And it's like, okay, it's weird. Now, before I I reveal what I think was really happening and why they got away with this, I, need to know. I do want to give them a shout out because they did have a successful crossover night. Uh, and this is what it was. Thursday, the lights go out on NBC. It's Blackout Thursday. Blackout. It's comedy in the dark. Blackout. Starting with Mad About You. And you'll never believe how this whole thing There starts. was a night where they got uh, friends. The TV show that I had forgotten existed until today madmen of the people and what? yeah i don't remember what it. in the world is that i don't know madmen of the people was i have like a- no idea but madmen of the people friends and mad about you were all on thursday nights they all took place in new york city and they had this one night where in mad about you jamie causes oh. a blackout and it trickled through all three shows oh that's kind of interesting yeah and it actually worked and like that was crazy what's funny is seinfeld was approached to be a part of it and they refused yeah it was the fourth show in the whatever i bet seinfeld writers were just assholes yeah i think it's a couple things so i think one was i think in these i think it was maybe like changeover in writers rooms and people not keeping track i think it was like executives getting in the way and giving notes where they should have been like not giving notes but i think first and foremost what happened was in the 90s they thought we weren't paying attention and it was harder for us sure. to, to tell them that we were because we didn't really have the internet, right? Yep. So the reason we had such confusing crossovers was because we couldn't hold our networks accountable with receipts, right? They right. had no idea that in the year 2020, we would have thousands of listicles and Reddit threads uh, dragging their asses to hell because we were paying attention. But those are like the golden days of like sitcom television mm-hmm. though, like right, the mid 90s. That's when like, uh, I mean, unfortunately, that's like I got into high school in the early 90s. So yeah. like, my nightly television watching dropped off. Yeah. But like oh. when you're in like junior high and you're home every night, you know, watching one hour of TV with your parents before bed. Yeah. Uh, like these are the, I watched all those shows, but like my knowledge sort of drops off around now. Yeah. Two things. Two things. One, okay. the Golden Girls nurses and Empty Nest also had uh, an event like that. The yeah. hurricane. Yeah. The hurricane. So like. The thing that was weird was oh, that's that, like, like a cool thing. Yeah, NBC knew how to do crossovers. ABC was crushing it on TJ. Well, Fridays. I mean, they were beyond. I but, love you. Call it TJ Fridays. Yeah, TJ Fridays. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but it's weird that they like showed us that they knew how to do it, but then they would be like, "Fuck you, we don't care." 
we're also going to not play by our own right. rules. My other Confusing. thing is Seinfeld didn't actually have a room. So that could be part of it. Oh. They assigned scripts out and then you would turn it into Jerry and Larry and then they would just rewrite it. Interesting. So there weren't a lot of minds on like a given oh. episode. That's, to think that's, of- that's also interesting to think about how like the industry has changed and how like. Yeah, I wonder how the other shows were structured at the time. I think that they, I, I think that it's more. It, I think the case is that Seinfeld is unique, not okay. so much the timeline yeah. thing. Got it. It's just that those two people are obviously two of the weirdest people oh, that ever. Right. Lived. Yeah, there was a show you could watch still like ten hours of all the way through. It's just so pleasant and nice and yeah. funny, and they're both like charming, stupid idiots, right. but yeah. like charming and smart and fine. <laughs> now, I just want to conclude my thesis with: um, we know NBC has wronged us, and I just want to yeah. quickly. Um, let them know what they can do to personally make it up to me. Um, I have a list of ideas for what NBC can do. Uh, so first of all, they can bring back ER to Hulu for a limited series. I don't want it to be more than a couple of episodes. Uh, but if they do that, uh, they can cast me. Hey, Great. A yeah. fair trade And so if they bring back ER for a limited Not series, they can bring cast back me. ER, you can also have Brickman. Yeah. Um, now... They can also do a Friends holiday movie reunion. Okay. Oh, yeah, I don't. Man. I don't want to reboot, but like a holiday movie, so we can check in with all our friends would be fun. And what again, if they're doing really bad. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Their faces I don't look care. unrecognizable it to when we last drama. saw them together. That I just would be want, too upsetting. I want like a ninety-minute holiday film. And guess what? You can cast me in it. Wow! Congrats yeah. again to NBC. Did they congrats? Wait, yeah, you could be in it as well. Yeah, yeah. The I'm available. Keep on giving. I'm available now. I have previously, uh, in live versions of We Stand Together, talked about how they should bring back Mad About You. And I think that I am personally responsible for the fact that back in November of 2019, there was a Mad About You reboot. Um, Quick uh, PSA, I've yet to be able to watch it. If anyone listening has a login, because I don't have Spectrum Cable, if you can help me watch it, I'd really oh, appreciate yeah, it. Oh, yeah, give Lauren your Spectrum password, yeah, Because it's Spectrum dummies. streaming. Yeah. Let Lauren That's watch a streaming show service she we love. Yeah, so, I, so the universe has... Bites, <laughs> the universe has already give given... Give her your password. <laughs> the universe has already given me the reboot. However, they failed to cast me in it, so... Well, you oh. haven't seen it. You're not sure. Well, yeah, Lauren, unless I'm in it and I blacked out. find it illegally online somewhere. Okay, well, well, I'm uh, I'm an adult woman. Well, and when I you're don't. the president of the police, you're going to be cracking down. On That's yeah. my vote for me. Turn up to the polls. All right. And then I have one last thing. And this is probably the most important thing that NBC can do. And that is, this is multi-tiered, but they can finally recognize how important the soap Sisters was. <gasps> and they can... First of all, give me a place to stream the original because it doesn't exist. We, scre- we are screaming this We're from screaming the for rooftops. S- We're screaming for sisters. They can give me a reboot with the original cast. Yes. And then. I mean, and most of them are thriving, I think, yeah. right? And then Swoos, we can figure what's out. What's doing? We can figure out if on how this works. But I also want to see the new generation of sisters, right? <gasps> I want to see a group of sisters living in the world today that are multi-racial that are oh like a th- show called like uh no i want sisters God, like daughters and then, i like, want it to like, be sisters still like and sort they can of like be re- the blackish like the mixed yeah show, the spinoff sort of like a sister's show then it's like nieces yeah like i want to see that and <laughs> guess what nieces. nbc what grandchildren here's the here's the here's the ribbon on top 
you can cast me in this sister. Lauren wow. is hireable. Um, yeah, I am hireable. So no, those I, dates work with I her availability right now. Challenge sisters to cast all of us. Yeah, put sisters. me in. For no, God's I actually sakes. think that would be great. Like I've said this before. I like, wear Theodora. I actually already have fan <laughs> that art. That was I'll Teddy's be... <laughs> uh, fashion line called yeah. Theodora. Yeah, by yeah, the Teddy way, I know Theodora. that off the top of my head yeah. because I watched this show. Sisters is so important that we're gonna have to circle back. We will be doing a symposium. Frankie. Yeah. In conclusion, if NBC wants to write the wrong right the wrongs of their past you know what i'll also say it's fair to just cast me in anything like give me a TV nbc show more like no brickman channel thank you why don't you fix that now <laughs> give her a dang job yeah so if nbc just wants to hire me and please do hashtag no brickman channel to own them. <laughs> that hurts their feelings it does nbc feel the burn uh right your wrongs give me a job hashtag no brickman channel <laughs> Wow, uh, this is so fun, and honestly, uh, the three of us could talk for seventeen more hours. Well, we have before we, we have. Really Once we stop, we clocking like three hours yeah. right now. <laughs> well, we didn't actually start recording uh, as early as you thought, Tim. So, no, great, but uh, you but can still use all that footage if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> footage. The thing I is, don't know how this works. Tim and uh, Leslie Jordan share something in common. They both think that podcasts we share are many visual. things in common. Many things. They both think podcasts are. Both of our meeting. tapestries are woven similar ways. <laughs> right. So, Tim, any last thoughts on crossover TV episodes? Yes, I think they <laughs> fucking suck. <laughs> that is the hottest take. I don't think I've ever seen one really, really work that, that feels like satisfying enough to like merit that much work for the writers and actors and production people. Honestly, I love this take. No, it's always I... like, oh, you're always, it's like seeing your fucking teacher out of the grocery store. You're like, <gasps> okay. Like, no, I know that you went and got groceries and stuff, but it's still weird to see you wearing white sneakers and blue jeans. And like, so it's not like a, then when you see her at school, you can't ever talk about the grocery yeah. store thing because it feels like two different worlds. Uh, that's this. Like, I don't need. It's Leah Michelle. Yeah. It's Leah Michelle in your life. It's, you it's just don't need your Leah world. Michelle television and Leah Michelle Broadway. All right. And where can our Stan stands find you on social? Nowhere. Leave me alone. <laughs> Come on, Tim. People are thirsty oh, for more Tim Oh, my Twitter's at Timothy Dunn, which is my name. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, well, this has been so much fun. Thanks so much for swinging by, Tim. Uh, Stans, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And slide into our DMs. Call yeah. our Google voicemail. Email Follow us don't at Don't slide we stand in creepy social. ways, though. Listen up. I'm calling you the task. No gross shit, you little weasels. <laughs> Honestly, don't send him gross shit. Grow up. That's not what we said. He hasn't been elected to the police yet. (laughs) Well, I'm the president of the police. I'm (laughs) saying a no gross DMs law. (laughs) All right. I'll sign it. Put it on my desk. All right. Thank you. We'll stand you later. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. 
or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more.